Hello, hello. Welcome back to Take 5 with the Boss. This is my fifth episode. Everything is going well. I'm getting listeners from all over the world. But uh, today's guest is one of my very favorite people in the world. <laughs> His name is Daryl Wolfolk. They call him the Foots. And uh, he was my musical director back in Vegas. But this guy has played with some of the best. He's uh, currently touring with Gladys Knight. He's worked with Jeffy Osborne, Casey and JoJo. Uh, Freddie Jackson, uh, uh, Bar Kays, Billy Preston. Uh, it just, the list goes on and on and on. But uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about what he's doing now, what he's done, and how it's been during the lockdown, being an entertainer, and, uh, you know, just what's going on. We're going we're gonna to talk. Right. Are you ready? Are you there, Foots? He's calling us in from Denver. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing out there? <laughs> yeah, what's up, Rob? Oh, man, it's so good to hear your voice, man. To, to hear a voice from home, that's what it feels like. One of my homeboys. So, yeah, let's get it. Yes, let's get sir. started. <laughs> <laughs> so, I talked to you earlier. You All said right. you were on a gig last night. And who were you with there? Uh, I was playing with a smooth jazz artist. He's a Christian smooth jazz artist. His name is Ron McMillan. He has... Uh, about three records out and uh it, he does an annual show here at the uh, concert club called the soil dove in denver so it looks fun you know it looks fun got to play some smooth jazz yeah well, that's cool i think that's one of your favorites it's kind of laid back and play you don't really have to beast it out like you do on the big stage but i'm sure you enjoy it <laughs> yeah that's cool that's yeah you know cool. i i enjoy it all you know i i really do enjoy it all um I like playing hard and sweating, and I like playing soft and, and, and sexy. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, foots. I hear you, foots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. Let's go back to way back in the, the first city you started. I think it was L.A. I'm not sure. You can tell us how it started. How did you become the foot? Well, the foot was given to me by Casey and JoJo because I played barefooted. Right. Okay. And so that go that yeah, that goes all the way back to Denver and practicing in the basements mm -hmm. and uh waking up and just going to the drums without any shoes on. Yeah, that's a true and artist. So, that's uh, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I, I was and when I moved to LA in nineteen seventy seven and I was wearing shoes, I'm going like something doesn't feel right. And I took my shoes off. I was like, Oh, that's it. I practice with, with no shoes on. Why am I playing gigs with right. shoes on? You know? Yeah, stay so in I your took lane. Them off yeah. And, yeah. And nobody complained. Yeah. I haven't had one complaint all the years that I've played drums. Yeah. I can't imagine so, man. Once you get on the stage it doesn't matter. What no shoes, shoes, whatever. He's doing it. He's doing his thing. He's keeping it right in the pocket. Right. And most people can't see my feet anyway. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 You got several yeah. endorsements, too. Yeah. yeah, for that. They need a foot endorsement, a foot pedal endorsement. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, foot pedals come with the drums, which is great. But, you know, I, I need a, 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 a podiatrist endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what I miss, man. The camaraderie we used to have. Back right. In, back in Sundays yeah. when you weren't on the road, you'd come and help me out with the artist there and organize everything. I had live entertainment there five nights a week, so Foots would make sure that I had yeah, the correct was... musicians and 
you know, everything worked out great. And I loved him for it. So there you go. Yeah, that was a, that was a great time, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, you know, it, it was like a home. It was like a home away from home. Right. Coming to study. I, I remember I like I just came there and hung out before we even met. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, did did Billy Nunn introduced us? I think yes, Billy Nunn. Yeah, yeah he introduced me I to think, Foots. Yeah. I think I think I think yeah, I think Billy Nunn introduced us because I knew him from L.A. It was funny because when I first met Billy Nunn, uh, um, I went over to his house and I walked in and Bernadette Stannis was in there from Good Times. Right. Yeah, was that was like, his blog top girlfriend. Yeah. Billy Nunn was yeah, something. Yeah, I was like, oh, like- yeah, you was something. No. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Billy Nunn, he was a keyboard player for Rick James. And he actually did the vocals on Mary Jane, didn't he? Or did he write Mary Jane? He he co-wrote Mary Jane. He co-wrote Mary Jane, yeah. yeah. He didn't get get half the credit. This guy's a music. He's a left-hand bass. So he's playing the the bass and the keyboards at the same time. So both sides of his brain is working all together. Yeah, he's something. Billy Nunn. Shout out to Billy Nunn. I hope he can hear this. Yeah, be man. That's what man. Yeah, and he's yeah. from Buffalo. There was, there was, yeah, he's from Buffalo, New York. That's where Rick James is from too. Okay, all mm-hmm. right. Learn something new every day. Yeah, I'll have to have him on the show at some yeah, point. That, yeah, 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 that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, yeah, funnies was fun, and you know, um, you brought in the artist, you know, Phil Perry. Phil Perry, yeah. yeah. C.C. Peniston and, yep. and um, uh, Holly Woodson uh, came. I mean, at God, any night. Yeah, God, God rest his soul. Yeah. Yes, God rest his oh, soul. Uh, he was yeah. amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was an amazing guy. You know, he he was an amazing musician besides the clinker. He was, know? and I didn't realize that until he was, I saw him on stage there. Yeah, he, you know, he wrote Treat Her Like a Lady. Yes. That's his song. Yeah, that's his, uh-huh. that his thing. Yep, I did know that. Yeah, I sure did. So. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, yeah, the stories. Yeah, great times funny. Yeah. The stories you must have, man, on that on being on the stage. You said, who was your most, who kind of broke you in, your boot camp? I know you had mentioned someone. I think it was John, Johnny Gill? Yeah. It, yeah, Johnny Gill was music boot camp. Uh it was the first time I actually auditioned for Johnny Gill and um, got to rehearsal and it was like, oh yeah, well we're going to be rehearsing from twelve noon to twelve midnight every day. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and they were like, "Can you do that?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, but that that was the first thing. It was like. We took about one song per day to do production and all that kind of stuff, and that's the around that time they started introducing uh, computers and stuff to live music. So we even had a guy who was running tracks for us, computer-wise, that uh, supported background vocals and stuff. And uh, but like the last week, we would rehearse from twelve to twelve. We would do an hour and a half show, half hour break from 12 to 12 at full power. So, and and, and so I was coming home soaking in Epsom salt every night, taking my little sleep and and getting up the next day and going right back to do the same thing. 
And so that's why I said it was a boot camp. And uh, I don't know if you remember New Edition, but the guy who was working with them, Brooke Payne, he was the same guy who was working with Johnny Gill. And uh, this dude was a drill sergeant. He would get up in my face and like, what's wrong with you? Hit those drugs. Are you afraid to hit those drugs? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. And, And so you... If you had to dig in deep and go for it, or you went out and being that I'm the son of an army sergeant, I had to dig in deep. Right. <laughs> People don't realize it what out. it takes yeah. to, to actually be on that big stage. It's not just oh, wake up today and we're gonna go and do a a major concert with uh, two hundred fifty thousand people. It's so much behind it. It's so much behind it. It is. Yeah. It is so much behind it. You know, they think it's all fun and glorious, like sleepless nights, city to city, you know, uh, sound check, rehearsal, you know, eat dinner and then play the show. And then do the next, you know, might, you might leave the venue that night and go to the next city and do it all over again. Yeah, that's, you know? that's a tough life. But you, you stood the test of time, man. You're st- and you're still hanging in there. Do you see yourself retiring anytime? What do you think? You're going to keep doing it until you can't do it no more? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Tom, there's no retiring. There's no retiring. There's no crying crying in baseball. I I, I tell people, I was like, I might be 80 plus years old at a hotel playing brick house with a little cocktail. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Come to Canada and do it. I'll build another spot just for you, man. Yeah, oh, that would be great. I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be like, Rob, I'll be like. There we go. Go, folks. Go G- give us a little rim shot. <laughs> give, give us a rim shot, Foot. There we go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that rim shot. I hear. He's always next to his drums. He is not far from those drums. You know he loves what he does, so. Okay, let's let's talk yeah. about you. You were with the barge at one time back in the day. How was that dealing with the whole family and the barges? And man, that you know that was my first tour in 1984, oh, and uh, and so it was crazy because I don't even remember rehearsing with them before the tour. My friend Paul Hines, he was going to play with Jeffrey Osborne. He said. Hey, do you want to do this tour? And I was like, sure. And so uh, I got out there on the road with the DeBarges. And what I remember my first experience with them, I think we were in Kansas or somewhere. We were at an um, amusement park. It was called World of Fun, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. And they said, watch, they said, watch, watch. All these little girls are going to start screaming, and you're not even going to be able to hear your instrument. I was uh-huh. like, oh, come on, really? You didn't know. Yeah, no so, idea, yeah. I, I didn't know. So, and so, we're the band. The band walks out, and it's like, ah! And I hit my bass drum, and it went, it went, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we could get past the sound that was coming back at us. And, oh and it was an incredible first experience of just fans and energy yeah, yeah. Uh, rolling at you to... You know, they're there to see the artists, but it even helps the musicians when yeah. that energy is running back at you yeah. like that. Too. That adrenaline rush. It's got to be It's gotta mm-hmm. be something. I can only mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The and Casey and JoJo, you said uh, <laughs> you got stories about that tour <laughs> you don't want to mention. <laughs> Yeah, no, we we won't mention. We won't mention Casey and Joe. Just know that it was 
Gacy and JoJo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Man. some things you gotta keep. You gotta keep quiet to maintain your job. Right. <laughs> stays on. It happens like, on tour. Oh, stays no. on tour. I get it. I get it. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> you're like, don't hire him because he might tell. He might tell. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is the and, stuff that people like to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they wanted to know. You had you, you had to catch me on the download. Oh my goodness! <laughs> first, 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 man, something. Yeah, you had to catch you had to catch me off the air. You know, I had to <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And I mean about. You know what? Almost about every artist they have their little quirks and quirks, but mm-hmm. I mean the bars. I can tell you the bars prepared me for JC and Joseph. Okay, that's how bad they were. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I tell you a little story. Billy Preston used to tell me. Uh, I used to play with Billy Preston. He said, "Man, those the bars boys would come over to my house." And the fish would stop swimming. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they be they, they be running all over the place to stuff. You can I mean, hypnotized. I mean, it, it, yeah. It, there's one thing about this in, this industry is that it, it gives you a sense of power mm-hmm. and it gives you a sense of freedom. And I think a lot of times artists think that it'll never end because they're receiving all this glory. Right. And it does end, but at the time when they're young and the record companies are giving them money and they're out on the road and all these people are screaming, I mean, the world is theirs. Yeah, you know, yeah. the world is yeah. theirs. People, people want to be around that. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's from A to Z to the dope dealers to the hookers and all that kind of stuff oh that happens God. on the road. Yeah. And, and and a lot of that stuff happens for free at first. Uh-huh. And so that's why you end up seeing people they're in this industry and they go the wrong way because right. you know addictions yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, it happens for free. It's like I remember, I tell you, uh, uh, well, this is a soft Casey and JoJo story. Okay, um, we're on tour and we pull into Chicago. We're doing a House of Blues in Chicago, and so we. You know, we did sound check and everything, went back to the hotel, come back, and I walk backstage, and, like, there's a lineup of pimps back there. Oh, my God. I mean, real serious pimps. <laughs> and and that dude, uh, Bishop Don Juan, was yeah. back. Yeah, are you serious? In his green. <laughs> yeah, oh, he was back there, dude, and they was all Green for the money, serious. gold for the honey. Like, I remember him saying that, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and being, you know, I was the oh musical God. director on that tour, so I, I, I had to make sure that things happened right. I had responsibility, right. and I thank God that I had responsibility because <laughs> I couldn't get caught up. Right? Yeah, you, know? you don't want that man. But, Scandal. You don't yeah, want that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I mean, those are the kinds of things that happen, mm-hmm. you know, because people want to be around the people who are on yeah. top. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They don't realize it doesn't last forever mm-hmm. because the music industry yeah. has changed. I mean, with all the digital music and the digital downloads and this and that, and the record companies have changed. Mm-hmm. How how is that affecting mm-hmm. being a musician? How's it? Tell us a little bit about that. The digital age versus the well, old you know, age. Being a musician, it really doesn't affect. Now, being an artist, it mm-hmm. probably affects because okay. you know. 
and, and it's good and bad, you know, because there's a lot of independent artists who are getting a chance to uh, have their music out there and they don't have to go through a record company. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back in the day, even on Sunday's days, you know, it's like, what, uh, CBS, Capital, yep. A&M, uh, uh, what was it, Indescope. You know, there was just record companies. And in order for your stuff to be um, marketed, you know, nationally or worldwide, you kind of had to go through those record companies. And jump through their in hoops. In order for that to happen. Yeah. And jump through their hoops and the whole thing. And now... You know, you have all the independent stuff that's going on in the internet, so at least you can get heard. Some people have uh, followings just from internet radio and the whole thing, and that's a good thing. You know, but, you know, probably the thing is is that you're financing yourself, so you have to go out and end up getting all all the equipment at home and, and, you know, home studios and the whole thing. Even that's changed. You don't don't need that the whole everything you used to in, to make a home studio now, right? No, they they make quality equipment that people are making records at home, and the only thing you really want to do is get a real good mixing engineer and a real good mastering engineer mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. put your records out so it competes with what's out there. That quality sound, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's important. You can be a great artist, yeah, great musician, but. If you don't have a good sound guy, it's not it's not going to happen for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's really really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't know you were you weren't even born. You're from Germany. You were born in Germany? <laughs> yeah, my father was in the service and I was born in Heidelberg, Germany and, and my older sister was born in Würzburg, Germany and yeah. we moved around every 3 years and Spent like three years in France and Orleans, France, and and then came back to the United States. And I started uh, playing drums right here in Denver. Right in Denver. Uh, fourth grade, I was yeah, I was in the fourth grade class, and I remember the intercom and I said, "Oh, we're going to give drum lessons." And I went home and asked my parents, and they were like, "Cool, you know, it's okay," because my brother played sax oh, at that time, okay. and so. And a lot of y'all probably know my brother, Andrew Wolfolk. He played for Earth, Wind, and Fire for probably 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, you know, my brother, and I I just told the story, uh, he traded an alto saxophone to Philip Bailey for my first drum set. Really? Now, that's a big brother for you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a big brother for you. And so... You know that got start got me started on my my drumming way, and mm-hmm. and so I get pointers from Philip, and then and then when they got with Earth Wind and Fire, you know the guys would come through and hang out and show me pointers, which which helped was the catalyst of my thirty six plus year career in music. You were destined to, to succeed. Yeah. destined for success. That's really good. So yeah. Rest in peace to your brother. He just passed recently. 30 years with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest yeah. In peace. And I think it was 10 or 12 years with Phil Collins. With yeah. Phil Collins. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think Phil Collins, yeah, he just he, did his he, last tour then, this year. Yeah, he, yeah, I think so, too. He, last time I saw him, which might have been last year, year before last, 
he was sitting down the whole concert. Mm. And, you know, yeah. It, yeah, we're all getting older. We are. <laughs> yeah. We are, man. We're all. We're you. all getting older. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. I have a feeling you're going to be around for a lot longer, Foots, and we're going to get you up here and do some shows. I got a lot of stuff planned. We'll talk about it. We won't give our secrets away, but we got some stuff coming. <laughs> okay. For Canada. But I don't want to hold yeah. you up, Foots. I just wanted to touch base with you and just talk to you, man. You're my friend. So, and I, I'm sure, well, and I know. Time. Yeah. I know all these people around the world. They want to hear from you. They want to hear the skinny. They want to know exactly how it goes down. So. If you're listening to Take Five with the okay. with the balls, I'm gonna give it to you. So there we go. Yeah, all right. Well, anytime. <laughs> look out. I'm, I'm working on my own project. Okay. Now too, so okay. look out. Okay. Look out for Daryl Wolf. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at home doing the home studio thing, mm-hmm. working with a lot of different musicians and different bands. I have a couple of songs with Earth, Wind, and Fire's guitar player on this stuff. So you know, it, it's just I'm working on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's good, man. That's yeah. really good to hear. Stay, keep it moving. You know, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, okay, but- Foots. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna head out here, but uh, man, we got some stuff planned. And anytime you come up with an idea or something new, you know, you can always reach out to me. We'll do. Okay. Definitely. All right. We'll talk to you All soon. Right. That's Daryl Wolfolk, the we'll Foots. Talk to you soon. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. I really enjoyed my time uh, with Daryl Wolfolk the Foots, and I love hearing the stories. We used to sit around all the time, and he used to tell all kinds of crazy stuff that happened on the stage. And uh, I have a lot of entertainers that I'm going to reach out to. So believe me, I'm going to give you the real deal and the real scoop from the boss. So you can always reach. I'll be back next week. Don't worry. I'll have someone else special. But in the meantime, if you want to reach out to me, uh, it's raw, uh, robreese.ca. Uh, on IG and robreese.ca on Facebook and also my website, robreese.ca. And also, you know, you can always reach out to me to on uh, IG as the barbershop boss and we'll see you soon.